Hello, this is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI. Today, I'm speaking with Jennifer Kolb, Assistant Professor of Medicine in the Division of Gastroenterology at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA and Staff Gastroenterologist at the VA Greater Los Angeles Healthcare System. We'll be discussing her summary Longer withdrawal time of nine minutes versus six minutes increases adenoma detection rate, which she co-authored with Dr. Ozma Shockett of the Division of Gastroenterology at NYU Langone School of Medicine. And this is a review of a publication in Clinical Gastroenterology and Hepatology entitled Impact of Nine-Minute Withdrawal Time on the Adenoma Detection Rate, a Multi-Center randomized control trial. So Jen, can you speak a little bit about why the topic of withdrawal time and adenoma detection rate is so important for our listeners? Sure. Thank you for having me on this podcast. You know, we we know that colon cancer is the third most common cause of cancer-related death, but we have made tremendous strides in reducing the rates of colon cancer through colonoscopy with polypectomy. Now, a really high quality examination is critical to ensure that we're preventing cancers. And we do have quality metrics that we go by. And one of the most important ones is withdrawal time. So since the early 2000s, we've had numerous studies really demonstrating that a withdrawal time of greater than six minutes increases adenoma detection rate. And so that's become the minimum standard. And professional society guidelines recommend that screening colonoscopy should have a minimum withdrawal time of six minutes. There have been some mixed studies since then looking at what if we prolong the withdrawal time? What if we have a withdrawal time of eight minutes, nine minutes, up to 11 minutes? And, you know, really the data has been mixed on this, but certainly we can think of a longer withdrawal time really as a surrogate of spending more time inspecting the colon. And if you spend more time inspecting, that may be more time to identify adenomas. And again, the whole purpose is to really find polyps and remove them. And so as one of our key quality metrics, this is always a hot topic and there's always a need for more data on this. Okay. I think there are a couple of really important points to reemphasize there. First, um, I want to clarify the quality metric is that the mean colonoscopy withdrawal time on screening colonoscopies should be at least six minutes. Um, especially for medical legal purposes, it's important to remember that you might have a very well cleaned out colon and the colon is very straight. And for an individual colon, it's okay if your withdrawal time is shorter than six minutes. Um, but certainly your mean colonoscopy withdrawal time should be at least six minutes. Now, having said that, you know, as you indicated, this is a surrogate for adenoma detection rate. And our benchmark adenoma detection rate is 25%. But, you know, if you have a longer withdrawal time, hopefully your adenoma detection rate might become even higher, which is a good thing. And we'll discuss that a little bit more in a moment. But Jen, why don't you tell us a little bit about what 
these investigators did to see if a longer withdrawal time led to a higher adenoma detection rate. So this was a multi-center study. This was performed in 12 endoscopy centers in China, and it was a randomized control trial that was stratified by endoscopists where patients or you know, cases were essentially assigned to either a withdrawal time, minimum withdrawal time of nine minutes or six minutes. A nine minute withdrawal time meant that there was uh, three minutes per segment. So for the right, the transverse and the left colon and a six minutes was two minutes on average per segment. So patients who came in as an outpatient were randomized to one of these two arms and they did include patients who had diagnostic exams, screening, as well as surveillance colonoscopy. And only those who they actually made it to the cecum and they had an adequate bowel preparation were included. They used a timer and this is how they were able to, you know, exclude things like biopsy, polypectomy, uh, that was not part of the withdrawal time. They essentially had reminders where the timer would go off at pre-specified intervals to tell them when they had, you know, reached the two minute, four minute, eight minute, or the other time intervals to cue them when to keep moving. The primary outcomes that they were looking at was adenoma detection rate overall. That's what they powered their study for. And then they also looked at multiple different subgroups, such as anatomic location, according to the um, size of the polyp, the morphology of the polyp, the histology of the polyp. They looked at polyp detection rate. And they also looked at um, number of adenomas per colonoscopy. And finally, they also stratify this according to the experience of the individual endoscopists. Okay. And so this is a really interesting idea that they actually set a timer so that the timer went off at either two minutes or three minutes at, during the withdrawal in the right side of the colon. And the timer was reset for two minutes or three minutes during withdrawal in the transverse colon and the timer was stopped if the endoscopist was doing a polypectomy so that it's really a three minute or two minute withdrawal time in each of those segments, seeing how it was gonna impact all those different outcomes. And as you noted, these weren't pure screening patients. These were patients, some with colon polyp surveillance and some with different diagnostic indications. So, so what did they find in the results? So the primary intention to treat analysis showed difference in mean withdrawal time in the six minute group, the average was six minutes, 15 seconds. And in the longer group, it was eight minutes and 53 seconds. And in the nine minute withdrawal time, they found a higher adenoma detection rate. So ADR was 36.6% in the nine minute withdrawal time versus 27.1% in the six minute. They also found that there were more adenomas per colonoscopy with the nine minute withdrawal time versus six. They found that there was a higher ADR in the proximal colon, 21.4% versus 11.9%. And interestingly, they also found that the ADR among less experienced um, endoscopists was higher in nine-minute withdrawal time versus six-minute withdrawal. That was 36.8 versus 23.5%. Okay. 
They did a multivariate logistic regression to look at predictors of higher ADR, and the only independent variable was a longer nine-minute withdrawal time. There were a few different findings that seemed numerically higher, such as the sessile serrated lesion detection rate that was numerically higher in the longer withdrawal time, but did not reach statistical significance. There, there are some really key points there. Um, clearly, just taking an extra three minutes on withdrawal time led to a pretty sizable increase an adenoma detection rate going from 27% up to 36.6%. Um, I think it's important to get a little bit better understanding of why you might want to increase your withdrawal time. And what I mean by that is the quality indicator says if you have an ADR of 25%, that that's acceptable. Is it worthwhile to extend your withdrawal time to try to get that ADR from around 25% to up around 35%? What do you think, Jen? Well, I think this brings up a really good point where, you know, if prolonging the withdrawal time is going to get the ADR higher, then that would be excellent if that's all it took. But we know that there's more to withdrawal we know, I'm sorry, we know there's more to ADR than just time. It really matters the technique. And so other factors that are a little bit more difficult to study, but that are certainly important, we know, are looking at how careful the inspection is, how careful is washing, looking in the right colon for flat sesalcerated lesions, which may have a mucus cap. And so aside from technique, this results really seem to suggest that just looking at withdrawal time does increase ADR overall, and particularly in um, the newer, less experienced endoscopists, but maybe not in endoscopists who are further out and have, you know, 5,000 plus colonoscopies under their belts, and maybe not for sessile serrated lesions, although the study was not powered to evaluate that. And I guess that's one of the limitations that you noted in your summary in evidence-based GI that it didn't quite hit statistical significance, but I think you noted there have been meta-analyses that have found that the longer nine-minute withdrawal time is associated with a higher detection rate for those flat sesalcerated lesions. Exactly. A recent meta-analysis did show that longer withdrawal time increases the serrated lesion detection rate. And, you know, most likely this is just that um, the numbers in the study were not large enough. But I think in, we can all say, you know, intuitively that when you do a second look in the right colon or you take a little longer, sometimes you find these lesions in that, in that last extra few seconds that you're inspecting. And so I think this... Um, limitation is really still uh, doesn't, you know, close the book on sesalcerated lesion detection rate and longer withdrawal time. Um, otherwise, you know, the study was really well done, really strong methodology as a, you know, randomized control trial. Um, they did also do per protocol analyses. Um, and, you know, in general, the results were similar and 
I think the only other major limitation that I'd maybe bring up from this is that this was a heterogeneous population. We typically think of ADR in just screening exams, although some studies suggest that you can think of ADR in you know, surveillance population. But just to mention that really only 20% of the patients in this study were true screening exams. Sure, sure, which is an important point. I, the other thing that I always think about in terms of withdrawal time and increasing ADR is the fact that, you know, the study by Doug Corley and his colleagues at Kaiser Permanente showed that we can reduce the frequency of interval cancers by an additional 3% for every 1% we increase our ADR. And at least when I'm talking with colleagues, I emphasize that although a benchmark ADR is 25%, that we should really think about that as, as the minimum acceptable ADR and that we should aspire to an ADR of 35% or greater because that's been associated with a additional decrease in interval colon cancers. Um, so what do you do in your own practice, Jen? Yeah, so I would say as a you know junior faculty, and I work primarily in a VA setting where um, time is not, there's not really a time pressure. Um, my ADR, uh, my, my withdrawal time is typically going to be at least nine minutes. I think part of it is also working with fellows. You know, one of the things that we always remind our trainees early on is that time and rushing through is really not the purpose and it's working on the technique and spending the time that they need. And so for me, I don't think trying, I don't think it's an issue. I'm probably always on the higher end of things, but in terms of, you know, really monitoring the impact of that in ADR, um, we are working right now in the VA to be able to give every endoscopist results from their ADR because this is really something that, you know, starting off my career, I need to be able to look at and to, to be able to follow and have a better understanding of how my withdrawal time may impact the ADR. You know, it also depends on your patient population. Certainly, again, a veteran population tends to have more polyps. So maybe an aspirational ADR in a different patient population would even not be high enough for what we're used to seeing in our patient population. Sure. I, I really liked your comment about just measuring withdrawal time and ADR. I think we talk about these things a lot, but there seems to be a lot of variability across the U.S. in how frequently withdrawal time in ADR is measured. Um, and as you said, I practice in a VA setting and train fellows. I know that my uh, average withdrawal time during the third quarter of 2021 was 12.5 minutes, which is pretty long, but again, reflects the fact that I'm doing it with GI fellows in training. Out in the community, the average GI doc is probably not going to need to have a withdrawal time that long, 
but they may want to consider extending their withdrawal time if they're also measuring their ADR and finding that it's closer to 25% as opposed to that aspirational ADR that would be higher. Although, as you mentioned, it's not just having a longer withdrawal time, it's also making sure that you do a good job of exposing all the mucosa. And I think that leads into one of the issues for future research, which is what do we actually do in people that are poor performers? How do we help them get better? I know you commented on that in your summary at the end. Yeah, there's lots of different um, devices and tools that we can use, you know, for the colonoscopy and then in terms of giving the providers feedback. Um, so, you know, some practices may give providers report cards to for them to be able to see their ADR and to have a little bit of competition amongst people in their practice and to help um, them to get to where they need to be but also little things within the procedure can make a difference. So there have been studies looking at distal attachment caps. There's things like water exchange or repositioning the patients and all these different things that can actually help expose more mucosa and improve the inspection and detection of polyps. We also are um, have AI coming coming soon, or if not already, um, an endoscopy suite near you. And so, you know, I think AI may also really change um, what the benchmarks are for ADR and how, you know, we train future endoscopists to detect polyps with other technological tools to really enhance our skill set. You went over a bunch of great things there, and I just want to summarize that. So in order to improve your ADR, what we've seen is that you can prolong your withdrawal time. You can use a distal attachment on your colonoscope, such as an endocuff. You can take a second look in the right side of the colon. You can make sure you actually report back to all the individual endoscopists in your practice what their ADR is, and simply providing that report card and contrasting it with their colleagues has been shown to increase ADR. You can use AI like GI Genius, which is the new AI system, and just in general, making sure you get a excellent prep as opposed to just an acceptable prep can also help. Have I missed anything there? I think I summarized all the ones you mentioned. Yeah, no, th those are most of the things we use. And you know, I think one of the areas that we need to study a little bit more is really the low performers, the endoscopists with low ADR. How do we come up with interventions to help those individuals? And are there other types of educational interventions that we can create? Um, it's, it's harder to teach good technique than it is to mandate a time that should be spent inspecting, because you can spend all the time you want, but if you're not inspecting well, it's not going to make a difference. So that's definitely an area for us to look at more, is to really help maybe newer endoscopists or endoscopists that continue to have low ADR, less than that 25%. Right. I think that's really an important area of research to, 
to understand which interventions make a difference when you're dealing with somebody who needs help improving their ADR um, above 25%. Okay. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today, Jen. Thank you so much.